Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Deborah Leanne Morley. Deborah is a leadership catalyst. She is a speaker, trainer. She maximizes women's innate ability to shine with authenticity, grace, and power. Hello, Deborah. Hi, Mish. That's so you right there. Thanks. Authenticity, grace, and power. I love it. Me too. So tell me, how do you do this? How do you help us maximize our shine? Ooh. Well, um, mostly it's it's like going on a journey, and it you never can get to your complete space without some um, falling back. So let's just say that there's a it's it's a constant effort. Yes. But by giving tips and tricks and practices and proven ways of getting back to center. And I think for every woman, it's a little bit different, but there's a way of integrating your intellect. And we're all such smart women. We right? are. We're so smart. Heck yeah. Yeah. With our, uh, our inner intuition and spirit, as well as our heart space and our emotional um, passion and our bodies, which many women tend to forget. We think we're just talking heads or talking heads with a heart on their sleeve. But we do have a body that is what carries us around and helps us to do our great work in the world. And tapping into what's not seen, tapping into whatever that higher source is that can help bring more energy, uh, creativity, innovative and um, inspired downloads of what is our next, or let's just reverse that, best next step. Those are all ways that I work with women through trainings, coachings, and um, writing. I don't know, just by, and I'm trying to model it every day. So that's my biggest thing. If I can just, if I can get my shine totally radiating out with what I believe and who I am, that's, I think, the best way I love them. shininess. I think it's and I, and I think everybody deserves to be shiny, but sometimes they don't have the confidence or they just feel like, "Oh, I'm not shiny." And 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 it amazes me when people say that, you know, when they when they say, "Well, I'm not." I'm like, "Wait, no. You actually are. You just haven't found out how to, you know, show it off and be that shiny." Right. And we get dimmed. You know, when was oh, the gosh, first time? Yes. When was the first time that somebody said, "Stop, stop singing," or "Stop"? My my mother used to say, "Stop dancing around," <laughs> and of course, what do I do all the time now? And <laughs> and but we get you know, children are to be seen and not heard, or what you don't know what you're talking about, or you're too big for your britches, or how dare you brag about yourself? All of these things that we get told as little ones, right, get into our programming. So then we're like, well, I can't really be too smart or too brilliant or too beautiful or too amazing. Right. I mean, who am I to right. show up my mother or my sister or my friends? So we so we sit back. And that's the thing that we do. We either pretend that we're more than we are right. or how we feel, which is the imposter thing, or we become invisible. Ooh, we just talked about that not too long ago, that imposter thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you were there at the Connector Circle mm -hmm. conference. I was on the panel. Yep. And when they asked that question, I didn't answer because I felt like, you know, I, I wanted them to be able to move along with. But but I had never experienced that until TEDx. Really? And when at one point when I was like, you know, somebody had said something along the lines of, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky that you were like there, like like that you got into TEDx, like you were so lucky, like that you get to be this. And I was like. 
Yeah, and it started making me feel bad. Like I was, I guess it was luck that mm. I just happened to know Bob Summers, whose brother is Steve Summers, and Steve just happened to call me, and we we just happened to click. And and I I started getting that at one point that whole that whole imposter syndrome, which I didn't know that was even a thing. Mm. But I came across an article about it and I read it and I thought, oh my gosh, this is how I was feeling. But what I discovered and the thing that really, that I was like, there you go. It said, but here's the thing. If an opportunity is given to you, it's what you do with the opportunity. Because if you don't take that opportunity and really make something happen with it, then yeah, you didn't, you know, not everybody can take an opportunity and make something happen. And I thought, oh, now I feel better. (laughs) Well, and two things, two things you had said, you put it into place with the universe or source or whoever you want to call that by saying TEDx was part of your future. You you planted that seed first. I actually did say that a long time before TEDx came into my world. Yes. Yes. And then the other thing that I heard is courage. And this is where we get stuck right? We may have the opportunity that comes forward and then we're like, uh, uh, that's a big risk and that's going to rock the boat and that's going to change my whole life and I'm going to be called to be on Oprah, you know, which... Good luck on that. (laughs) But I mean, we tend to extrapolate so far out that we're not in this moment of saying, yes, yes, I want to be a part of that opportunity. And it's a scary thing. So courage is a huge part of that, as well as confidence, as well as the vision, as well as saying yes to the universe. Right. And putting your, I mean, I think that 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 is scary sometimes, putting yourself out there. Mm. People get scared with that. and well, and you know, I mean, for me, a, a, another part of it was I'm this bald woman that's <laughs> that's like going to go a be cute like bald Woo! woman. <laughs> Thank you, but you know, I I had to get to a place where I was like, look, I don't, you know, I mean, people just have to get over it. I need to get over it and just not make it a thing, and then just everybody else will get over it. It'll just be who I am, and it. You know, I had to like get to that place. Like, this is just who I am. It's just part of what it is to to be this expression on earth right now is I'm a bald lady, whatever. It's kind of worked for me, actually. And so. yeah, and you have your own distinct and unique brand and you're not covering it up. And right. that's what, I don't know where women get told. It's almost like, even some of the old days where we were told to cover our faces or our we had to wear hats in church or wear a veil over our face or all of those things, like right. brides covering their right. faces when they're in the most brilliant, radiant day of their why life, do, just about. Why do they it's wear veils? ancient. Oh, it goes back, 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 you know, millennia, where women were to cover up their beauty, cover up their sensualness, oh, cover up their... Because okay. they were, I don't know, they were a threat to men. They were... Um, you know, going to cause sin in their minds or whatever. And that. so the point is, is that we have this DNA. It's in our DNA to be right. quiet, yes. to be small, to be to look like everybody else and belong. And it's also something that we need to heal because more and more of us are starting to speak our truth. Thank God for the Me Too movement. I, right, you know? exactly. And then now we're able Long to- Long time coming. Yes. Long and time coming. But you know- People are finally getting, and then people saying, why didn't they say anything 20, 30 years ago? And I said, because we're still learning 
that we're not going to get our heads chopped off or we're not going to get strangled or well are re-victimized in the media which is what I which you saw happen a lot if you spoke out now your whole life is going to be laid out for everybody to see everything you've done it's all so judgy and of course you don't want to say anything because like it's better just to keep the secret and not say a word about it because if I let this cat out of the bag I am going to be put on trial big yeah. time. And what was I wearing at the time? Yeah. And how did I oh, bring you it about? It. Yes, exactly. you asked for it. You encouraged it. And it's time that we it, now look at the strength in numbers. So we are healing that part of us and being able to speak up. And I believe we're getting to a place where we can start shining even brighter and with our own unique light. Right. Yes. Everybody's yes. got us, which isn't going to look like anybody else's, but that's what we need. Because that is where we will create the fabric or the the weaving where we can really be the change, right? It's yes. not about being anybody else. It's about being our own self. Hooray for shininess. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Deborah. Okay, and we are back with Deborah Leanne Morley, and we're talking about the Me Too movement, which mm-hmm. is so big. So there's this part of me that is so happy all this is happening, and then there's this other part of me that's like, why has it taken so damn long to get here? I mean, I, th- I, my mother, very strong, independent woman, right, and and that's how she raised me. So I grew up strong, independent, um, and I remembered thinking you know, when I was younger that, oh, by the time I get to where I'm working and all this, I won't have all these hurdles to overcome. There won't be the, you know, old boys club happening. Oh, that's not what happened (laughs) at all. I got in the corporate world and there they all were. And I was like, what? Wait, how are you still like this? Like it, it, I couldn't put it together in my head that it all still existed. It's, it's not the way we're taught, and we. It's actually, um, it's actually not even in our history. It's not something that women are prepared for in college. You think you're going to go out there and be equal to the men out there, and it just doesn't happen. You know, I remember the first one of the very first interviews I went on was for a management trainee position, and the guy said, "We don't need any secretaries." And I'm sorry, I'm not that old, but this was, I, I was shocked. I said, do you see, my, I, I have a degree. Do you see that? Like business administration, right. four years, right. bachelor of science. Didn't make any difference. And so he got a call back. He must've gotten in trouble because he called me back like the next day. We'd like you to come back for another interview. And I said, no, thank you. So the, the point is, is that it's very much out there. And, and then when I was in sales, it was a very unspoken thing that men would, can I take you out to lunch? Can I do this? And uh, you know, of course we can do business together, but it was, there's this underlying sleazy, it just felt wrong. Yeah, right. And so I knew instinctively, that's not a good idea. We can meet at my office or your office and, you know, we'll leave the door open, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> right, you know, right, and, yeah, but no, I just but... knew better. And and the other thing is that I never smiled and I never picked up on it. I, I never continued the conversation. If they would go down one of those, you know, maybe we should talk about this over cocktails. And I would say, 
let's get back to why we're choosing this margin. This yeah. gross margin is here for a reason. Let's talk about pricing. You know, I'd get right into the conversation. And so that was like, oh, there, she's not playing this. And I would have girlfriends all the time that were like, how do you not get hit on? And I said, oh, it doesn't, it's not like it doesn't happen. Right. But I, and I think I knew early on how to say no. That was a, it's a personal story and I'm not going to go into it here. But because of that, I had a strong muscle. And a lot of women don't know how to say no to anything, not even to people calling to ask for time or their talent for something. Right. You know, we just don't know how to say no. And we love attention. So there's a part of us that have this, there's a, ooh, what would you call that? Like a dance, right? Right, between, right, right. Between the, push me, oh, it feels kind good, of thing. but, yeah. oh, that's not right. So then by the time we maybe, you know, allowed some of that attention, it may have the... It may exactly, have been wrong. and you think you know. I so it came out recently. Someone was talking like all these actresses with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, and and um and there was a thought that well, you actually allowed that to happen so that you could become a star, and 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 at first I was I, I kind of I was messing with. It. I was like, well. Yeah, I mean, did you did these women give up something in order to get to become a star, or whatever? And as I and as I, I, I didn't take me long. I messed with it in my head for a little bit and thought, oh my gosh, what? These were young, young women that did right. not know how to handle that situation. You know, how do you handle that situation? So, I think it's an important thing to talk to your daughters about. Here's what this looks like. Here's it is your right to be this way, like to to empower them to say no. Right. Because I mean, my daughter's 16 and gorgeous. She definitely does not look 16. She doesn't hold herself like a 16-year-old. She looks older. And and it, it freaks me out, right? And and but I've I've talked to her about, you know, this is how you need to be in the world. And she's awesome. She's very good at knowing when somebody is out of line and she'll put them in their place right away and not cool, you know, get out of my happy bubble. <laughs> You're in my space. I mean, she right. just, she and will let people know. And I think the vibe then that she gives off is, you know, I know when when you've crossed the line that you're not supposed to cross, and I will call you on it. And, and, I, that's and she gives what men that vibe. Need. Yeah. We don't. We are only at this point now. We can. We can. We have a very powerful place because now we are in the possibility of educating. Right. We are in the possibility of retraining. We're in the possibility of saying no more. And if we don't. If we just ignore or we just call them on the carpet with human resources or get the person fired, that's not changing behavior. So we have an opportunity and a responsibility, I believe, to say, you know what? Like your daughter, that is just not cool. Right. What did you mean by that creepy text? I don't go for that. And if we're going to work together, let me tell you how it's going to look like. We, If we don't speak up like that, we're allowing it. To happen exactly, and the same with the bystanders who knew about all of this. We don't have room for that anymore, and it's time for us all stand up together, men and women. We need you, men, to say, you know what, that just wasn't cool. It is so true. There's so I am. I have so many men in my life that are so pro women. You know, they they like they like get it. They get that. And and when I say pro women, I don't mean women should rule the world. There should be a no. balance. I mean. That's the thing that, that people need to understand. There's a reason why there's female right. and male energies here. There has to be a balance. It needs to work together 
in order to really bring the earth to the place we want to bring it to. Right. And if women were ruling the world, we'd have a whole other issue on our Right. Hands. Well, I mean, so. that's what I train, right? Is, I, is a lot around feminine and masculine energies, which we all have both. Right. So how can we bring together and marry and dance our masculine and feminine energies, our humanity and our wisdom and intellect, you know? Right. Well, and it is a, it's an interesting subject, all the AI and what have Ooh, you. Oh, that's a whole nother. Because, well, but I think about with technology and taking over, um, it, I mean, it really, it really could because if you create something that doesn't need to sleep or eat and has access to amazing amounts of information and can take all that in... What do we need to be around here for? Well, you know, and, and that's the conversation that needs to be had is right. that, you know, we're not designed. In fact, it, we know more and more that people leave their jobs because of their leaders. They leave because they don't like the environment. Well, those robots are not going to, yeah. I'm just using that as a an example of all the AI. They're not going to make you feel yummy about yourself. You need that with the interaction with others. That's the feminine that needs to be in there. So I have been all about working from home, but I have to tell you, when I work from home, I'm disconnected from that energy that you get by being in a coffee shop or being in this kind of a dialogue, these conscious conversations that are so yummy. You still have to have face-to-face meetings. Definitely. I agree. I I am all about technology and I like texting over phone calls, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I am out and about a lot with face-to-face meetings. So I like the word yummy. We're going to take a quick break (laughs) and we will be right back with Deborah. We are back with Deborah Leanne Morley. It is question time. Are Ooh, you ready for I questions? Am. Hot seat. Okay. And you know you can take these wherever you want to go with them. <laughs> so, you know, easy, easy. So, do you like the term feminist? Do you like it? I'm going to say yes. And the reason why is humanist is cool, too because it's all people, but it's the same reasons why I felt strongly, and I still do feel strongly, about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. So I believe that women's rights matter. I believe that you know we all matter, but we also need to look at where do we need to focus a little bit more to get some equality, to get some justice, to get everybody on the equal playing field, because we are not playing an equal game. Exactly. That was a fantastic answer. Can we... Can I get a transcript of that? Yeah. That was good. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be on the podcast, so oh, cool. you can write it down, and then that's, you know, the start of your next book. <laughs> Once upon a time. Okay. Um, so with what you do, do you who do you consider the strong female roles in your life? Definitely not my mother. Um, I would say I have... I've been blessed to be surrounded by a lot of women entrepreneurs who really, and you're a good one example. We were just talking about that, about somebody who is relationship oriented and does a lot with their life. They're really making a difference. Um, I would say some of my most favorite teachers right now are people like Danielle Laporte. She is very heady and intellectual, but she comes across and speaks a language that is universal to women that I just 
every time she writes, I'm like, did you take those those thoughts out of my head? I mean, she's really brilliant in that. And she's super, super successful. There's another one of my teachers who I'm, I'm proud to say I'm a friend with as well, who's taken her business from, I was in the basement when she first had her, was teaching women the art of feminine presence. And now she is globally teaching wow. women. She does, she has thousands of women who are now teaching and spreading the art of feminine presence work. And she does twice a year. She goes to Australia, New Zealand, and a couple times to Canada. She's in Europe and she's based in Fort Collins. Who is this person? Her name is Rachel Jane Groover. Cool. So yeah, there's a few people that I can, I can actually see what happens when they really do that inner work that we keep thinking so often to build a business, it's all of the to-dos and getting all of those things. And you know what? The first thing is the alignment of your mind, body, heart, and soul. you got to have that taken care of first. Exactly. Well, and so you said not your mother, but you, you so for your daughters, mm, right? It's yeah. really awesome, right? Because you have healed that within your bloodline. You know, with, That's where, my book. You learned it's from- It's my great-grandmother you, you and my grandmother. You looked at <laughs> them and said- that's not going to fly. I'm going to do things differently. Exactly. Right? So good for you. Yeah. That's My mom huge. always wondered what planet I came from. She said, you're just like, not like me. And I'm like, mm, I'm not going to be like you. Maybe you're not from this planet. <laughs> that happens. Um, okay. How do you recharge your soul? You talk about being centered a lot, and that's really, really important. So how do you recharge your soul and get to that centering? Oh, I have a bunch of different ways, depending on how much time I have. If I can, I, I would love to just go away on a retreat. And I love silence. Um, the other thing that I, I do quickly, like I did before I walked in here this morning, is I sat in my car and I connected my feet on the ground. I love to feel that grounding that feels that gravity being pulled into Mother Earth and just know that I don't have to carry the, earl, the world on my shoulder. She's got me, right? That gravity is pulling me down. And then also to feel the moon, the sun, and the stars. And I pull them in into various parts of my body so that that energy is within me. And it also taps into my mind, body, heart, and soul. So the stars are what allows us to be innovative and creative and to receive the inspiration. Some people may call it heaven, angels, God, whatever. And then, But think about all the constantly renewing and new star galaxies being formed. So all that creative energy, I want to play with that. Right. So there's something down the road of me actually talking about what it means to be a leader inspired from the stars and that creative energy. But I, I don't know how to get to that book yet. The easier one is going to be the one about going <laughs> well, back. Well, get that one done yeah. first. Yeah. Get that one out of so, the way. <laughs> yeah. So the, um, it's, it's a quick and easy breathing process. And I can do it with you real quick right now. If you want to breathe in sure, through your let's nose. Breathe. Yep, put I'm your ready. feet flat on the floor. Feet on the floor. All right, everybody, feel unless your feet. you're driving. Yes, <laughs> don't close your eyes if you're driving. But um, if you can feel your feet flat on the floor and allow that connection to just be, that gravity to just be. And then the other thing you want to do is just breathe in through your nose and let your belly get really full. And then you exhale through your mouth. And the reason why you make that sound Oh, you is make it that active? Ah, yes. Sound. It okay. makes that humming and it allows your vagus nerve, which connects your head all the way down your spine, to just like like be like a like you're tuning your inner instrument. Right? Ah. So if you do two or three of those, it increases your oxytocin, which is our connecting chemical, right? right? And it feels yummy. 
So you have a choice. You can have an orgasm. You can breastfeed. You Let's can have a baby. Let's not do that here. But... Or you can just do these simple breaths. Three of them will do it. So the ah, uh, so do you think? Do, do we? I mean, we pro- we a lot of us do that. Just no, we, we hold our breath. But very I mean, often, but... Are, there's times where I find myself going. Oh, the sigh. Uh, you know, like, and and I wonder if that's just my, I don't know consciously that, but it's me thinking, I had to realign things here Exactly. And some level, your body is needing to exhale out that right. old energy because that is not getting you where you're going. Typically, when we sigh like that, we're like, oh, that needs to go. Yeah. Whatever that was, right? Let that, let that out. Yep. Right. Exactly. And we tend to, as women, we hold on to a lot of stuff. Right. Energetically, physically. That's why a lot of women gain weight because we're holding on to everybody's problems, the world's problems. We don't need to. Yeah, it's so Let true, that though. That is such, I mean, I have a, t- I know I do that. I have a tendency where all of a sudden other people's issues become my issues. Like I'm thinking, how can I help someone? How can I make this better for them? And where I've had to be with it is I will just, I will just, honor them and send love to them. That's my part in this. I can't change everything in their world and make it all better. I, I mean, I just can't. Right, but and you I pull can your least, energy back in and yeah. you be you. And by you being the most you you can be, they will feel that. Exactly. And that is a thing. It, it is, there, there is, there is a, such a gift in being yourself, not mm. only for you, but everyone around you. And, um, when people say, oh, I don't like myself, and I, I think, well, it's because you don't really know you then. Because you're super likable, there's a bunch of cool stuff going on in here, but by you saying, I don't I don't like me, I'm not likable, you're already holding back all the stuff that makes you likable. Exactly. And, you know, I, it's one of the things I wish that all little kids could be taught, right? Is that you are just so perfect as you are. And when you grow up and the different things you try, like, you know, you get involved with the sport and you're not the A team on the player. That's okay. Yep. You can still have fun with that, but just realize this is not your future. You're, you know, right. you're, don't, don't try to make it your future because it won't, you'll, you'll just end up being frustrated all the time. So if that's not your thing, you've got to search around a little bit more. Some people find their thing early on. Some people do not. You may have to go through some other this and that's before you find your thing. I mean, I feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you know, I I'm I started a business way later than you would think someone would start a business and start it. But I had I had to go through a whole bunch of stuff first to get to this place. I, I would not be able to speak like this 10 years ago. I had to go through my divorce. I had to go through single parenting of two teenage daughters, you know, and to watch all the stuff that they're going through and realize they're, I want them to have a different life. How can I be different so that they can have a different life? How can we heal this generational, we go back four generations of divorced mothers raising children. Right. And all the men, money, and magic stories that are in that will, will, you know, or if I can heal that so that they don't go forward and get married and divorced with children, that would be awesome. I love it. Taking responsibility for your own life. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. How do we find out more about you? Oh, I have all kinds of things going on right now. I have a 
The Shine series is going on right now. It's a series of workshops where we tap into your head and your body. We, we talk about presence, leadership presence. Right. And um, your strengths and your brilliance. And we also talk about your passion and purpose. So there's they're, they're designed to build upon each other. You can learn about that from Authentic Leadership Academy, which is a Facebook page, Deborah Leanne's Authentic Leadership Academy. You can also go to my website, DebraLeanne.com. And you can email me, you can text me. I love to meet people for coffee. And sometimes if they're not in local or they just have a busy schedule, we do an online virtual coffee. Awesome. They have coffee in their kitchen. I have coffee in my kitchen. And we, you know, change the I world love it. virtually. Virtual cafe. Yes, it is. <laughs> so thank you. This has been so much well, fun. thank you, Deborah. I so appreciate your time and coming on. And we will, everybody out there, you can check out Deborah Leanne Morley and find out how to become part of her workshops and what have you. And please subscribe to Mishmash on iTunes. Thank you all. Have wonderful days. Bye-bye.